and welcome to Blades Pod. It is Thursday, the 24th of February. My name is Ben, and on the line, it is Andrew. How are you doing this evening, my friend? Uh, Goal, I've just watched the 10 minutes highlights um, as we're having my tea because uh, we're at work today and um, missed out on a few. I've seen the odd videos flying around. They seem to have been a lot pumped out. So, uh, <laughs> but in prep for this, I'll watch the 10 minute highlights. I've got that buzz again for that last minute goal. Ah, what a buzz it is. Well, this is our, our sixth podcast of the month we just quickly worked out. Uh, so that's six games of um, of this wild February out of the way now. Is that right? Yeah, we've just got the one left yeah. this month, haven't we? Although this we... was a big month, weren't it? Like mm-hmm. In terms of the games and everything. And worst case scenario now, we lose one, which I think we'd have all taken. Yeah, God, when you put it like that, absolutely. And it, it doesn't totally ease up. Um, I guess after Millwall, we get a... A whopping six-day break, don't we? But then yeah. we're, we're Friday, Tuesday, Saturday, I think, after that. so Yeah, um, this is our toughest run of games, I think, for the rest of the mm. season. I know we've got Fulham and Bournemouth to come, but in a in a three, Millwall away, great four. We'll come on to this, obviously, but yeah. uh, Forest at home, Middlesbrough at home. Three, I think they, that, that as a three-game sort of set-up is, yeah, exciting, but, yeah, also very tough. Mm. Well, we are indeed getting ahead of ourselves there, because... Yeah. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, the Blades beating Blackburn Rovers 1-0 last night. And, um, I mean, I, I just want to start with, um, I don't know, getting a little bit deep here, I suppose. A bit of a confession. I sort of wondered if I'd lost a bit of passion for football in the last couple of months a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, with, yeah. even with United, like, I wondered if I was just a bit, like, a bit sort of broken after the pandemic and, yeah. you know... Uh, I guess my my life's changed quite significantly in the in those two years. Obviously, um, I'm a parent now, so different. You know, your priorities kind of change a little bit. And even this season, we've been doing well. I've like really, really enjoyed it. But I sort of, I sort of found myself like not quite maybe going as mad about goals as I used to. You know, like yeah, I, I, I say I'm still getting as much enjoyment out of the team doing well. But I don't know. I think you maybe you, you know you you reach those incredible highs of ninth in the Premier League and, you know, going toe-to-toe with Man United and stuff like that. Yeah. And then it's, I don't know, it feels a little bit... I wondered if that had gone for for me for a while, I suppose. But last yeah. night, <laughs> it all came flooding yeah. back. I am back on the train, mate. I absolutely I, yeah. loved it. I've seen loads of people, and I'm the same, I've seen loads of people sort of back up what you've just said. And I think there's a number of reasons. Obviously, not going for a year or wherever it was mm. is a huge thing. A full season of not actually being able to see your team in the flesh. The fact we had an absolutely appalling season and the fact that this season at the beginning gave, gave us nothing. I think any football fan, that's going to do its best to suck it, suck the life out of you. Yeah. And as you said, it were only, what, two years ago we were playing Man United off the park. So to see us sort of scrape past... I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think if we scraped past earlier on in the season under Stoke, for instance. Mm. It's not. It's not going to have that same effect, I don't think. But like you, last night was certainly the best night at Bramall Lane. I think since the Premier League days easily, uh, in Wilder's yeah. first season. But yeah, yeah, easily that. I I don't know if there were a night. I'm trying to think if there was a night like that. Maybe West Ham at home. Yeah, the uh, West Ham. Match that windows. sort of last minute, you know, the excitement of the of what happened, like so close to the end. Mm. Yeah, it was it was great. I, I I mean, I'm still like kind of tired and a bit sort of physically beaten from it now. To be honest, I mean, mm-hmm. 
yeah, the three yeah. of us were just completely knackered at full time. Weren't we? just, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Because obviously you came to sit with us at half time, didn't you? Um, yeah. And uh, there were some guys next to us, and I don't know if you noticed this because you were sat, you know, two row, two seats off from me. They left uh, about yeah. a minute before we got the corner. And I just had all that row to myself running up and down it. So <laughs> I used that to the best extent that I could. <laughs> the people in front of us left as well at 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to judge these people too harshly because maybe they had a real reason that they needed to leave at exactly that point. Yeah. But I did. I did. I remember saying to uh, Eggy, who we sat with, obviously, mm. I was like, "Really, hope we score it just to just because of those people like leaving right now. Yeah. How can you leave? Like, he's just walking out at a corner. People were doing, <laughs> yeah. and you're thinking, what are you thinking, what's doing? Like, we weren't even yeah. losing. We were, you know, heroic defensive effort with ten men against yeah. the third best team in the league. Clapped, if it had finished nil nil, I'd have stayed and clapped them off. You know, not as much as I did at the end, but <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, with the, you know, I'd have been, I'd have been happy with that point. Yeah, but. um yeah, I mean, we're just, uh, I, I don't know where, where to start with this game. I mean, I think this is, I think uh, it was just an exciting game, wasn't it? You know, yeah. I keep thinking about what we were saying about we just want something to, you know, we want to play in big games. You know, it looked like we were just going to be a mid-table team with not much to yeah. play for. And you get a game like this and it's, you know, there's it's not uh, that unlikely that we'll play Blackburn again if we get to the playoffs. You know, I'd say no. they're probably as likely to... Um, to be in that that final four as we are, I suppose. Mm, yeah. And yeah, this it felt like a playoff game, didn't it? I thought we started brilliantly. Then I thought Blackburn uh, adapted to us and got a hold of the game. Uh, I was starting to think we needed to change things, and then we did change things, just not in the way that <laughs> yeah. Charlie Good took it upon himself to change things. Yeah. Um, and then the, you know you just got so many people just stepping up in a big moment. You know, where's Fodringham? Well, obviously. Uh, talk about him plenty on this, I guess. He makes a a huge save from the penalty. And then, uh, yeah, Berger wins that corner right at the death. Big header from Jack Robinson, sticking his head in where it hurts. And there's Ben Davis, who'd just come off the bench two yeah. minutes before to I, smash I, I, it I'm going to throw you under the bus, but I remember when Ben Davis came on and you said, Wilder wouldn't have done that's joking, obviously. Wilder <laughs> wouldn't have brought the centre half on. Oh, look, super sub, you know. Yeah. You're <laughs> right. Yards out, bangs it in, yeah. <laughs> I forgot I said that, yeah. Yeah. I, I was joking for the record. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, was, I was really happy with that substitution, you know, because I thought we, like, it would take a point here. Like, that's that's a good point when you've played... Yeah, yeah, I saw okay. someone actually before I forget. I saw someone say uh, at the end, uh, by, by the end when that goal went in, our top goal scorer on the pitch was Egan with two this season. <laughs> so it was really unlikely that we were going to score. But yeah, I guess that's right, isn't it? Yeah, McBurney doesn't have one. Uh, nah. Gibbs White had gone off. Sharp had gone yeah. off. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh well, what? To, where to start? I mean, I, I guess. I just there's loads of different people I, I want to pick out for having had a great game, I suppose. But um, I thought the first twenty minutes we we probably should have blown them away, um, yeah. and some poor finishing and some good goalkeeping kept them in it. Basically, Baldock yeah. almost um, almost had another fantastic finish, um, like arriving late into the box. Obviously, mm. not as good as the one he did score, but I did think no. this was a goal. Actually, I thought he hit it so well. Keeping really it. good save that. Probably underrated that save. It. Yeah, I didn't realize at the time how good it was because it goes so fast and it's low. Yeah, he did brilliantly to get down to it. Um, Berger got played in by Sharp, and he 
It's it's quite difficult to control, and it's quite, he's in on goal, but he's he's having to like you know it's bobbling off his chest and his knee and yeah. stuff, and he actually gets a, a better shot in than I thought at the time. And yeah, um, Norwich Davis inches offside. I've looked at that back, so I wasn't sure, but mm. he, he is offside, just very yeah. very, yeah, yeah. He's, he smashes it into net, but yeah, as you say, he's offside. Um, and then Berger creates another chance for Sharp, which is you know the best chance of the. Um, well, it's probably the best chance of the entire game up to the actual goal. Um, a great cross from Berger and uh, Sharp somehow heads it wide. I don't know. I don't know if he was not expecting the defender to miss this or something. Like, even though it's, it's you know, it wasn't like a defensive mistake. It's just the cross is so perfect from the right, and he just does a diving header wide. And uh, yeah, that it it felt like that was going to cost us because Blackburn did start to show their quality. Um, how, what, do, what do you think sort of changed? Because, I mean, we were, we were absolutely all over him in the first 20 minutes. I think, do we have something like 80% possession, 80% possession in the first 50 minutes or something like that? It's, yeah, it's first 20 minutes, but 80% possession. <laughs> I'm not really, I think, obviously, we missed chances, and that's always, you always, we thought this, even at Swansea, when we were one nil up, 2 nil up, you think, you know, we create so many chances. And, and I, I think they wrestled back uh, control, mainly in the midfield. They didn't create anything, I don't think, in the first half. I'm thinking like maybe that free kick that just went over. Mm, just uh, long range shots, wasn't it? Long range shots, nothing in the area, but they definitely got a foothold in the game. And I, as it went to half time, I think we were probably happier. Uh, that said, we had another chance, didn't we? Like you know when Berger, you know when it deflected and Baldock come in, and yeah. and that was well, when they were on top. I still felt we were the most dangerous. But second half, they won every single second ball uh, at the start of the second half. Um, again, didn't really create loads or anything like that, but they definitely had a. They were a stronger team, I felt, from about half an hour to whatever the sending off was. Yes, I think it was 66 minutes was the red card. Yeah, um, yeah I thought they I thought they just got closer to Norwood. I don't know if it's... Um, I might be oversimplifying yeah. here. I mean, look, I, no, I, I think was, you're right. I, think I was that's it. absorbed I think, in the moment, but yeah, go on. Yeah, I think they closed him down and obviously couldn't do what he, what he likes to do and pick up the ball and go... And it didn't help that... We didn't win any of the second balls as well, which if no one's not going to give you anything in a passing sense, you've got to battle. And, and, and I'm not saying we didn't battle, but we didn't we didn't win the you know the individual battles. I don't think. Yeah, well, there's so many uh, little tangents that we could deviate off into here. I think, and I think a part of those not winning the the second balls is. Uh, sort of what we feared, and the referee. I mean, yeah. I, I just completely lost control. And um, yeah, I mean, we were getting, you know, there was all sorts of strange decisions and yellow cards flying around for challenges that probably weren't even fouls. To be honest, no. I mean, I, like, we'll, we'll just talk about the ref here quickly. Like we the going. crazy thing about Matthew Dunning, you summed it up, and I spoke to uh, Liam who made the probably today, and he said exactly the same as you. Is that in the two games, obviously, we've had against Millwall as well. He got the big decisions right. Spot. He was, I can't complain about the pen. Can't complain about the sending off. He just got everything else wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty much what Hickenbottom said afterwards, didn't he? He said yeah. penalty was correct, the red card was correct, everything else was wrong. And it yeah. wasn't just it wasn't just against us. It, but it, I, I think all. it. We I think it was, Yeah, that weren't ours. We got there were tackles that weren't. Berger should have been sent off in the second. He should have been booked. But yeah. he should have been sent off. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre because the first booking wasn't a booking, but the second one was, and just so inconsistent with these with these yellow cards. And I, 
this is twice we've had him and we've won, so it's not sour grapes or anything. But the fact that we're once again talking about Matthew Donahue in what wasn't, and Millwall wasn't either. It wasn't a rough game, I don't think. It no. wasn't like there were tackles flying in and people fighting. and There were a few flare-up points and stuff like that. I don't think it was a rough game, though. And once again, we're talking about him. And he sent someone else off. He got that one spot on. But the other yellow cards, what he gave to gave to us and, and certain free kicks, he gave for us and stuff like that. There were one in the... I don't remember that where Sharp got wrestled down. And yeah. one burger one corner. I, I've just absolutely no idea. I've watched that back on the highlights. I have no idea how he doesn't think that's a foul. <laughs> it, was, it was curious. Uh, and yeah, I don't think that helped because... Um... You know, it just felt like a bit of loss in control. I'm not, uh, I'm not yeah. excusing, excusing that Charlie Good tackle. Here. He should have booked Charlie. Another one. I'm, just, I'm jumping in because I keep remembering him. Norwood, I thought had been booked because yeah, me he should too. have been booked for a trip. And then you look back and he wasn't booked. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he, I think he did a tackle in the second half. Norwood, where I was like, whoa, st- st- yeah. you've already been booked. And then, yeah, they were only in the pub afterwards. We were looking like through the timeline, we're like. It didn't get booked. Is this? Yeah, because right? I would say, as you, I was saying, I'll oh, be careful, Norwood. You know, and I, I think I might have even said take him off because obviously we were under the cosh a little, not under the cosh, but they were getting control. And I'm thinking mm. we don't want him sliding into a tackle and getting sent off or anything. Turns out we weren't even booked. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought Blackburn. Uh, a few, a few players seem to have come to try and uh, wind us up a little bit, um, or you know, inadvertently. Wound us up just through the way that they are, I suppose. Um, yeah. Lewis Travis in midfield, who is not someone I was familiar with. Number twenty-seven. No, um, he's yeah, not a. I think Norwood took uh, <laughs> a great pleasure by all accounts when we scored the winning goal and telling him what far. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he's uh, he spent a lot of the time hitting the deck. I think Kadra as well. It, it was really good, by the way. I think probably I, the best player. Well, their best player and yeah. a rival with Berger. I think the best outfield player. Yeah, he he looks again another player I'm not totally familiar with to be honest. He's but... in and out of the team. When I were getting the view from, oh. they were saying like they were arguing whether he should play or not, and and well, whoever were siding for him were, were completely spot on. Yeah, he was tremendous. I mean, you know, he had that great free kick. He was you know dribbling, mm. dribbling away from his, not with ease, but certainly with more ease than everybody else. He had that shot late on that went like. Half yeah. a foot wide. <laughs> I thought that were in at the time, yeah. Fodringham didn't dive, so I knew it wasn't going in. <laughs> That's the well, level Fodringham of confidence. Was in goal, so you, didn't, you knew it weren't going in. <laughs> there is that as well. Um, so, yeah, another another poor refereeing performance that I just, I don't know, it just felt like, uh, yeah, a, a, an opposition that was looking to hit the deck um, and a referee yep. that, you know, was just all over the place with his decisions. That yeah. I, I, I get the feeling, and I, I might be wrong, It's all. it looks to me like he enjoys it almost. He sort of struts around with his... It's just one of those referees. I mean, do you remember uh, Daryl Deadman? <laughs> I remember the name. I mean, you don't forget a name Black, like Daryl Deadman. Uh, Darren but, Deadman, Yeah, Black, Blast from the past. He always liked refereeing awful games for us. And I think this guy, <laughs> even after just two appearances, he's up there, he's, he's battling out for the new number one yeah. worst referee. Who's the, who's the guy? Stroud. Shroud, that's it. Ugh. I think this guy's worse. I really do. I think there's grounds to say this man should not referee our games again. Based <laughs> on... But obviously they'll look at it, the the, uh, the referee's assessment. He got all the big decisions right, and he did. Yeah. And he's a young ref and stuff, but he, he he's a, he, he, the two games I've seen him, and it is just those two, he's a bad ref because he, he's become the centre of attention in two games that weren't 
games that were anything like a, a tough game to referee, I don't think. Yeah, pound shot Mike Dean, that's what he is. Pound shot, it was like that. Like I say, the Millwall game and the Blackburn game, there were a couple of rough challenges and, he, and there were two sending off that, sendings off that were, that were spot on and he got the penalty decision right. But it wasn't, he made out the way he refereed it as if there were people fighting constantly, you know, and he had to sort out yeah. some order and give free kicks and stamp his authority on it when it wasn't that sort of game. Not really. Um, let's jump to the red card. Uh, jump is probably the right word to use there, to be honest, because yes. that's what Charlie Good decided to do. I have to be careful because I, I keep wanting to say like the good, the good tackle, the good yeah. challenge. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the problem that all commentators are going to have with him. Um, <laughs> this came out of nowhere, really. Like, Still so stupid. What was he doing? And now he's out for three games. And obviously, the other thing we've not mentioned is Chris Basham. Uh, I think strained his MCL or you know damaged his MCL and don't seem don't sound great. And I'll Eckingbottom said at least a couple of weeks. Uh, but, MCL mm. man, that's a especially at his age as well. I know he's like probably the fittest player in the squad, but jeez, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd be sort of surprised if we do see him again this season. Bash him, unfortunately. Yeah, I will. I will. Um, so he he obviously is not in the squad, uh, and Charlie Good gets a full debut. Uh, just actually, sorry, I'm jumping backwards now, but. What did you think of his game up to the 66 minute? I thought he was pretty solid. I thought he was all right. I thought he, yeah, he looked fairly comfortable. Uh, obviously a big lad, which is a, a massive difference for us, having <laughs> someone that big in the team. I thought he was fine. I thought he was just exactly what I wanted from him in the sense he's just a, 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 looked like a steady backup. Yeah. No, that's fair. He, he was okay, I think. I mean, he, you know, he won his headers and stuff, but there wasn't much... Um, yeah. There wasn't no, not, much not much in the attacking sense. And obviously when Baldock's there, obviously of discounting his goal last last week on Saturday, should I say, it does mean that you're a bit limited down that side in attacking sense with no Basham and no Bogle. But if you want someone to come in and just be solid, I, I think he, he he was pretty much that. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately we're, we're going to be without him now for the next three games because... Uh... That ain't getting overturned. <laughs> I'm no. not feeling that. It's a really stupid challenge. I mean, we, we haven't mentioned it yet, but a lot of parallels, as um, as Eggy mentioned to us afterwards, a lot of parallels with the Brentford home game yeah. in the promotion season where yeah. uh, a, another promotion contender, a stupid challenge, um, sent us down to 10 men and uh, yeah. we ended up actually... We were 1-0 up already in that we're game. We were 1-0 but... under the... I think Brentford battered as far more than Blackburn did. But uh, yeah, the parallels are there, obviously. I think uh, I'm still not entirely sure how we won that Brentford game, whereas last night, all their best chances other than the pen came from what would have been fantastic finishes, I think. Yeah, that's true. I think they only had three... I'm just going to forget this. I think they only had three shots inside the box the whole game. In fact, Mm. yeah, they... So they we had almost double their XG, and which for them would have been a bit about 0.5 if you strip out the penalty. Um, mm. So yeah, and we ended up having more shots, more possession, double the shots inside the box. Yeah, we we did a good job, even even down to ten men. But yeah, good um, good really lands us in it. To be honest, I mean, talk about making I was it difficult. really upset by this because I thought not only are we going to lose this, I thought at that point we're going to. Drop points in this game. I don't know if it's drop points. I thought the best we could hope for is a draw. And we've lost our centre-half through injury, our first-choice centre-half. And then the second-choice centre-half in his first game is now out for three games. And we've not even got a win out of it. It's not as if it were a last-minute challenge to save a clear goal-scoring opportunity. And I yeah. thought it was just a complete 
yeah, needless, brainless tackle. I think he did one a couple of minutes earlier, and that that went well. That one, it was like a bit of a hard <laughs> tackle, and everyone was like delighted with that one. And it made me just, it obviously just got overexcited. Obviously, the crowd were fantastic last night in comparison to what they had been like. Mm. Um, and maybe he just got caught up in it. I'm not going to throw him under a bus or anything like that. But you can't defend it. It's a terrible tackle, and it's a stupid tackle. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure if you've seen, he, he's tweeted himself last night saying, you know, hold his yeah. hands up, well, I made a mistake, basically. Yeah, yeah, but unfortunately, yeah, he's missing, as you alluded to earlier, he's missing three pretty big games there, Millwall, Forest and Borough, uh, mm. where we won't have Chris Basham either, I would almost certainly say, based, certainly based on what Heckingbottom said. It's going to be really interesting. I think we are going to probably have to play Ben Davis at right centre half, unless you play yeah. Kyron Gordon, which... Massive asking three massive games, especially the Forest and Middlesbrough ones. The problem, obviously, with Davis playing there is that I don't know if he's ever played there before, and we're going to lose even more in an attacking sense, I think, um, because he's going to be on his wrong side. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we have to play Davis there, surely. That's... I think we have to because I think he's the best. He's the best player that we've that we've got in backup as a defender. Yeah, it's just that he's obviously on the wrong side. But you know, Baldock played on the wrong side for a couple of games and that went all right, really. Yeah, true. I was just wondering if you could move Egan to where Basham normally plays, but I, I actually wouldn't want to do that because I think Egan's yeah. uh, actually, the last couple of months, I think he's been tremendous. Like, yeah. really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, and I, I like, uh, again, sort of jumping around a little bit, but I I, I feel like he's, uh, he's using the ball better and more than yeah. possibly any time I've seen him since yeah. we signed him. He get a bit carried away in the first half when he, when he thought it was Gaza. And he he did. Took, took, took someone on and were like, I could, I'll do it all, and just literally lost it like a <laughs> second later. But yep. yeah, his use of the ball has been far better than I've ever seen him use the ball. And I think that's, that's going to be really important for when teams do get on Norwood, basically, when we don't have, yeah. when there isn't that tandem of Norwood and Hurrahan playing together. Yeah, so yeah. you've, your options for bringing it out of the back are, or getting it into midfield rather are more limited. But mm. yeah, I, th- I think defensively he's been like right up to his his highest levels. I'd say the last maybe two months, eight games, something like that. Um, but yeah, I've been really impressed with him with the ball as well, even allowing for those those couple of mistakes. But everyone does that, don't they? The more they get the ball, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So no no excuses for for good really eagers off, um, and we kind of stick with it, don't we? In terms of the 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 formation I think it's a while, a little while before we make a sub right because McBurney was just about to come on probably yeah were, for... I think McBurney were coming on I think McBurney were coming on before the sending off I think mm-hmm. he was yeah um, he was he was ready I... he was about he was like they got the board there and then good flung yeah. himself in just in front of them all yeah my my gut feeling there because I don't I think that was before Gibbs White got injured he, coming on for Fleck maybe and go to up top could have been. Yeah, I'm not sure because I think we wanted to go a little bit longer because they were winning all the second balls and we had no sort of focal point up front. Mm. So it did make sense to me. But then obviously he gets sent off and he we and then Ben Davis got changed and then he sat back down. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just looking now. Yeah, we didn't make a change until like, actually after the penalty, 12 minutes later was the yeah. first sub. And that was like for like in terms of it was McBurney for Sharp. I mean, all right, they're, diff- they're different players, but striker for striker. We didn't change shape at that point. In fact, it was only... We only made two subs. We did, didn't we? Huh. Is that right? Have I got have I got that right? Yeah, two subs. Blimey. That uh, is really surprising, um, especially given the amount of games that we've got in a short space of time. Um, yeah, second sub only arrived 88th minute. That was when we changed shape. Gibbs White went off for Ben Davis. So, yeah, we kind of rode it out with the same 
the same approach, I suppose. And then then we get to uh, really the key moment of the game, I think, and it is this this penalty, which, again, is a completely correct decision. I think it just, at the time, from the other end, felt like, oh, everything's going against us here. Did you, did you have the same biased fan yeah, reaction that I, I did? Yeah, I thought that's it. I, really, I thought that's it. It's gonna, he's going to score, and then we're just going to lose probably 2-0, something like that. I, I really sort of deflated, because it came so soon after the sending off as well. And you're thinking, how has this game gone from us being 25 minutes in the best side by a mile to we're going to lose it, basically, yeah, yeah. In, in, in the space of two right decisions. And I, I won't say the ball that's a stupid mistake. Sorry, Egan, were a stupid mistake. But, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think it uh, it was just, it were, I think it was quite unlucky, Egan. It is a pen, but... It's just one of them things, isn't it? But it just looked like everything was going against us at that point. Yeah, you're right. It was, it was two decisions in five minutes, really, that yeah, mm. put us from a, if not a position of superiority at that point, because I was thinking mm. we needed to change like mm. formation or something before the red card. Yeah. I want so, a bit burning on at that point, just for something up front yeah. to sort of try and hold up and run about a bit, basically. Yeah, indeed. Um, yes, yeah, so it's a handball by Egan. He's a uh, great play by Kadra to get away from Baldock yeah. and... Um, uh, I'm not even sure who it was playing. It might have been. No, it wouldn't have been Egan. Obviously, I've no idea who it was. Somebody was. It was Egan and Baldock. Oh, he yeah. got away from Baldock and uh... probably Berger, oh, I guess. And that's it. Will have been Berger, on it? Yeah, down that yeah. side. Yeah. And then he puts in a cross, and uh, yeah, Egan's got his arm up, and I think he tries to get his arm out of the way, Egan, mm. and in doing so, makes it even more obvious <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that the ball has struck his arm. And uh, yeah, I feel the Donner who enjoyed giving that pen the way he uh, <laughs> he, he, he was a full Mike Dean. That's exactly what well, Mike was, Dean does. It was such an exaggerated point. Yeah. It's like blew his whistle and paused for effect, and then went penalty. Like <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Kadra steps up himself to take it, and League One Wes is there exactly. to push it away. The that... best summing up I've seen of this pen. Uh, were by In Good Nick, who tweeted that it reminded him of uh, David Seaman against Scotland. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, I think that's spot on. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Obviously, that went out for a corner, but similar sort of height and good hand and stuff. I'm going to have to mention uh, Adam Oxley here, who on the, the I guess, the, I don't know if it was the SUTV feed or the Radio Sheffield thing, but uh, <laughs> he said that he, he dived past it, foddering him, and saved it with his legs. What? <laughs> Adam, how did you arrive at that conclusion? Well, where's he got that from? It's, it's been edited out of the uh, the like official highlights now, but the ones I, I thought it was Giddings. Night. Giddings is doing the commentary, isn't it? It might be Giddings. I thought it was Adam Oxley. I, it I, sounds I, more like Giddings to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he didn't dive past it. It's it's not the worst penalty ever. It's obviously a good height for the goalkeeper, but it's yeah. it's gone he's gone for height and some power. Fodrian gets a, a big old hand on it, pushes it away. And yeah, we, we flip from despair to maybe we can do this because this team is very good at not conceding. Yeah. <laughs> and you think about how this game as a whole just brought home more than anything how much things have changed mm. in the past, whatever it's been, 12 weeks or anything. Because this is a game we just lose easily in the first bit of the season, probably about 3-0. Yeah. You know, there were no and and to to not only not lose but to win it as well. It were all. I think we the best performance of the season was on Saturday. I think that's pretty. You know, I think everyone will sort of agree with that. Mm. And this was the best result of the season, but in a completely different way. And yeah. that's great that you've got those two sides to your game. Yeah, the the way we defend at the moment is. 
I mean, it really is reminding me of the the promotion team under Wilder, where you know we it wasn't like we had sort of incredible defensive players all over the pitch or anything. Like obviously we've got you know quite a few of those, but you wouldn't say Berger and Norwood and Fleck are like you know they're not Kante, are they? They're not incredible no, defensive no. midfielders. No. But the whole well, we team, said we said, and I think everyone agreed pretty much. A lot of people agreed at least is that they were we lacked defensive cover under Slav because we were basically I remember so many times saying the defence is getting hammered but I don't think Fleck and Nord are giving him any protection because mm. they're not those sort of players they're not they're not as you said they're not Kante's they're not Nick Montgomery's or anything like that mm. so to go from that with largely the same personnel to a team that like is super organised out of possession and yeah. I mean we you know I mentioned the uh Blackburn's XG there, if you strike off the penalty, which, all right, a penalty is a, a chance that they created, but it, it wasn't like it was a, you know, a guy dribbled through our defence and got chopped down as he was about to shoot or anything. It, it was no, just a cross that Egan messed up. It weren't going in, were it? Yeah, exactly. And that's why Egan didn't get um, a second yellow, by the way, for that, because it was it was not yeah. blocking a goal-bound shot, apparently. Because, um, yes, yeah. he was on a yellow card at that point. But, yeah, it's just, yeah. you know, game after game, game at the minute, we're just putting together these, like, impressive defensive performances without particularly being defensive, if you know what I mean, which is so just a hallmark of what was great under Wilder, I thought. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a very much a Wilder, even Warnock 2002-style <laughs> uh, victory, I think. It, and, uh, you know, and they, I don't like all this, oh, Slav never got United and stuff like that, because I think you have to move on. There's no such thing as... Realistically, I don't think... I mean, United fans want the same as pretty much every other fan, which is winning football. Hmm. But that was very Sheffield United as a win, I felt. Under the lights, last minute, backs against the wall, terrible ref, crowd of fuming. You know, <laughs> it was just... It brought, as you said earlier on, like, to bring it back to what you said, it made you realise again, bloody hell, I love football. This is, this is what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. That's 14 clean sheets for United now, making it the most in the championship. Um, Wes himself, 12 clean sheets from 18 matches played, which puts him just one... Outrageous. It is. He's just one behind Lee Nichols, the um, the Huddersfield keeper, who was, who's played 14 games more than Fodrigan. I mean, we haven't conceded a goal at home since Blackpool. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, which was uh, like October, I think. It's like a hundred plus that's, days. That's, that doesn't even feel like the same season. <laughs> it feels so long ago, like that game. So yeah, those those stats are obviously extremely impressive, but I think they are. I don't want to overlook like how much of a team success that is. You know, I don't want to play down Fodringham's no. contribution because uh, he was he was definitely the the star of the show last night. But then that said. He probably only made one other save of any, uh, two other saves maybe of any real note. Um, yeah, one the long distance one from Pickering was it? Yeah, which that actually is a really really good save. I thought. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those where you can kind of tell from the reaction of the away fans just how good a shot it was because they all sort of uh, yeah. they, they seem shocked that it hadn't got in basically. Yeah, and then the other uh, one was from a, a really soft free kick again that. Um, it gets a little bit lucky, Fodring, I suppose. It kind of like bounces, bounces up and so. Yeah, but it's a good, it's a good reaction save, though. I think. Mm. Uh, Norwood falls on the ball on the rebound. I think that to me looked a little bit like a penalty on the eyelash. <laughs> I have to admit. Um, I think that 
I don't, I don't, as I've said before, I don't know the rules anymore to football, <laughs> but to me, it definitely hits his hand and it is in a, you know, not in a normal position. I think we've probably got away with that one, to be honest. I think it's, I think not giving a handball for that is the right decision because he's, mm. he's in a natural position. His arm's in a natural position for what his body is doing, if you like, which is basically he's fallen over. Yeah, you, yeah, you, might, you might be right. I just saw it back. I didn't see it, see it at the time, obviously, in that, and I thought, ooh, <laughs> I didn't realise that were as close as it, yeah. as it was. <laughs> well, I, I, I did see it pretty clearly, even from the other end of the ground, and was like, yeah. oh, God, imagine if this guy gives another penalty to them, because that was, yeah, you know, obviously, like, five minutes after they just missed one, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, we, we defended really well, and then... They did nothing after that, by the way. Mm. Like, uh, there were that little shot that went past the post that we mentioned... And that must have been in about 80 minutes or something like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe even. Go and then I think we had 10 minutes of them having loads of possession and creating nothing. Yeah, I remember looking they at They died by Gallagher, by the way, that it should have been booked. Sorry, I want to mention that. Oh, my Lord. There was that... some ridiculous, like really quite embarrassing diving by some of the Blackburn players. I mean... What frustrated me about that Gallagher, I think it was Gallagher, wasn't it? Was it was Gallagher, yeah, I'm sure it was. Is he booked Gibbs White <laughs> the last time we were here for the very same thing? Sent him off for it. Sent him off for it, not even for this, for for a less lesser dive, if you like. You know that that could have been sort of. You could say that were a clip, and he, and he's just over exaggerated. The Gallagher thing with nothing. Why? What's he doing? I mean, he literally dives headfirst from outside the box, inside the box, <laughs> having lost the ball. Like, it was yeah. dreadful. Play on, and I, and I just think. You know, you. Oh, I'm not going to go on about him. I'll let Red Arthur Sheffield do it. They're better at. Uh, <laughs> they swear in there. So. <laughs> yeah. There's one in the first half as well, um, which is I, I think on the highlights. I think it ends with like a long range shot that uh, Fodringham saves quite easily. But like one of their players, sort of, he like throws himself to the ground as though Egan sort of cleaned him out in the box. But actually, he's just run into the ball himself. Like the Blackburn players runs into the ball and then chucks himself over and he gets just stood there it's oh it's really bizarre yeah um so uh as you said not a lot happened and suddenly i was looking at the clock going there's about five minutes left like surely there's not gonna be that much injury time I mean, there was five minutes of injury time in the end i thought there was probably only gonna be about three or something but yeah yeah suddenly it was like this you know we might actually get away with this in terms of getting a point and then that big norwegian geezer takes it upon himself to drive forward and win as a corner from which we end up getting the winning goal. Um, which, let's, we, we've slagged corners off all season. I want to say we slagged our corners off last week. We've been slagging them off all season. With I don't think any, did anyone in the ground realistically think we were going to score off that corner? <laughs> Not hugely. <laughs> I, d- I did say, like, oh, imagine if we could do something from corners. Like... Yeah, <laughs> and this is a this is a classic example of what I've been saying for the last few. Well, certainly for the whole game would be my key mm. example. It's like if only we were average at set pieces, and the fact that we keep clean sheets constantly at the minute, like it's mm. such a, a great extra string to your bow. If you can just be slightly dangerous from set pieces, then you can nick yeah. a tight game that you maybe, you know, maybe you don't win all the time, or you 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 generally. Yeah, you, you, you don't win hardly any of the time, to be honest. Yeah, and... you have an off day and you win it. For... We had quite a few of them under under Wilder in the promotion season. The games that people forget, mm. sort of, you know, I don't know, Hull at home. We were 1-0, no one remembers it. We got a penalty and stuff. But I do know what you mean. Just get a set piece can win you a game where you've not been that good in. Yeah. So if we just be average, then we'll pick up more, more points in these tight games than 
we will yeah. do if we just continue to be terrible. But yeah, Fleck swings it into the back post. Uh, it's like four of their players and the keeper sort of run into each other. McBurney's in there making a nuisance of himself. Yeah. As I said, Jackie Robinson, pretty uh, pretty smart header, just uh, heads it back across goal. I feel like the best goals as a fan are ones where you haven't got a bloody clue who scored it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. did not yeah. have any idea until about 30 seconds later. <laughs> cause... Well, I, well, I first thought, well, it can't be Billy Sharp. He's not on the pitch, and that's his sort of goal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then obviously, like just by because I knew I saw Robinson had edited it, and just by process of elimination, I thought it's got to be Ben Davis. He was the only other guy in the in the six yard box. Been on the pitch two minutes, gets his his first blades goal. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what his uh, his situation's been, but um, I imagine that felt pretty good. You know, yeah, it looked like it did as well. I think yeah. Baldock were even happier than him though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fodringham uh, comes charging the full length of the pitch to get involved. This is what I mean. It, it feels way, like a big deal. Someone's I've nicked this of someone else. How quick did he get to the <laughs> the, the, the the celebrations? Fodringham, maybe we should start playing him up front or something. <laughs> they used to do. Uh, they used to do like a Hendo cam, didn't they? Maybe we need to. Yeah, bring back Fod. We need Fodringham Cam. It'd be a bit boring. We don't ever concede shots, but <laughs> <laughs> That's true. it's just him sat there reading a book or something. <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, amazing moment. I just like lost my mind basically. Um, yeah, I, I think, ev- think everybody for a long, long, long time. Yeah, like I said, the closest one I can think of is that West Ham. Mm. Uh, yeah, goal the last time anyway and that weren't even a goal were it <laughs> we weren't well, even that, celebrating yeah, sorry, it yeah that weren't even a goal yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah just a, a priceless moment really um, and then yeah I thought we saw our injury time really really well I mean it's just I, I guess it's just that feeling of like oh no this would be such a gut punch if having got ourselves in yeah. front if we chuck it away here but they yeah. did nothing though did they there were a couple no, of pumps into the area that I don't think they did did they even have any sort of possession outside the box? Not really. I mean, I thought we did a great job of like, you know, winning throw-ins and free kicks and yeah. slowing it down. Um, yeah. I've skipped away from this because I got caught up in the excitement of uh, of the goal again. But <laughs> Sander Berg, what a game he had last yeah. night! Absolutely Just get him amazing. playing there every time. Forget this holding role. Get him playing as a forward position because he's just too good for for most of the defenders in this league. You said you said to me today, he just sort of swats them aside, didn't they? What well, I can't remember what it was that you said the the, the phrase. It's like you know puny children <laughs> playing football <laughs> with a giant man, basically. Yeah, yeah. But he... It does. It feels like when your dad turned up when you're like ten years old, <laughs> barging you out of the way, just nicking the ball off you. <laughs> he can't. He cannot be tackled in this division. Like he can no. only be fouled, and it's. I don't know. Like uh, I think last night or the last two games, it's a bit like. Uh, I don't know. It's like Neo in the Matrix. He's beginning to believe. He's like, you know, understanding his own strength yeah. suddenly, and it's yeah, like this yeah, guy yeah. can just go. I mean, what was your your favorite burger moment or or moments from last night? I love the bit. You know, for uh, the the sharp cross. Mm. I think it was the sharp cross. Oh no, sorry. It was it was his own shot that deflected, and Baldock obviously followed the rebound up, and the keeper saved it. Mm-hmm. And he just shrugged. The uh, the left back aside must have been Pickering, mm. as if he weren't there. And then you think he uh, he sort of thinks he almost like looks as if to say, "He's too big." <laughs> you know, he's, that's not fair. <laughs> Pickering had like a ten yard head start on him as well. Yeah, and he's not yeah. lightning burger, but he no. But the the way he breaks like with his stride and his I mean, obviously, pace, I, think, I think 
people calling him Yaya Norway, which, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that that's what it's like. Torre, I imagine, in a sprint, is not, you know, he's not prime Michael Owen. Hmm. But because his, his, his range and his, and his strength, you just can't, can't get the ball off him. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's that change of pace and the balance of, like, yeah, you know, he, he slows you down. He like stands you up essentially, Berger, and then he's he's just gone. I mean, I remember saying this early in the season. Like as soon yeah. as he gets his shoulder round a defender, you he just cannot be tackled by legal means. Yeah. And um, yeah, he he ah oh, what I I really touching wood. I really really hope he um, stays fit the rest of the season. It's because... almost frustrating that we've I want to say wasted, but we've. Try to play him in this holding role up until Derby away, where we were really poor in that game. Mm, it was one of the Yeah, and it's it's now seems obvious that he should have been playing further forward because his his talent is much better than almost anyone else at this level. Yeah, it's weird. We we signed him and dropped him into the right of midfield, and he really mm. struggled. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, arguably, I think he has played a different role. He's further forward, obviously, because of the championship yeah. as well. I think he were more box to box, or mm. that's what he was trying to play under Wilde. It were a flat of three, and I think he gets the chance to to run at people more with this. And uh, yeah, it's great to see it. And I, and I just, you know, like I said, there's that there's still that tinge of me thinking. Oh, he would have put in there earlier in the season. But I suppose he's had his injuries as well. So, like, yep. as you said, and he's keeping Njai out of the team, which, that I mean, for all the injuries we've got, midfield looks really strong. Who are Han obviously didn't, didn't get... I know. I know. That's such a mental thing to say. Like, from two months ago, I even. I'm aware. You should cut it together. Like, what I was saying, this midfield is the worst area of the team. But it does all of a sudden. You've got Njai and Uran can't even get on the pitch. And that you know they've been two of our better players in the past two months. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I loved seeing this. It was just, yeah, it, it, it's it's what we've all been like hoping to see. I suppose the heights yeah. that only only he can reach. I think out of our out of our midfield anyway. I'd say. I mean, it's it's a different style of play to Gibbs White and Enjai, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, it was amazing, and I love because he tried. This is at ten men. He tried like a pass to Baldock on the overlap. And he'd overhit it. He didn't have a perfect game by any means, but he was. Yeah. I think he was probably man of the match, unless you you want to be romantic and give it to Fodringham for, admittedly, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the biggest moment of the match, I think. But, yeah. Um, so he'd overhit this past the ball, like, and it had gone out. And then I just love that he was like, I'm not doing that again. I'm just dribbling. like, And mm-hmm. I mean, there must have been a part of him and a part of the management, I imagine, that was thinking, just take that to the corner. Somewhere. I actually, funny you should say this, because when we got the corner, I was were, were wondering, are we going to just keep this? Hmm. Go for the nil. No, I'm glad we didn't. Obviously, it, not even in hindsight, I wanted it at the time. But I think the, that did cross my mind when we got the corner. Are we just going to keep this and see out the nil nil? Yeah, fortunately we didn't. Um, no. And I, I don't know. I, I love seeing the. I mean, it's, it's obviously easy to all look like we're you know, one one big team. Like everyone loves each other and loves the lane yeah. and stuff. When you get a last minute winner like that, but yeah, seeing that must have been really nice for him. That's probably his his best moment. Uh, as a blade, I would have thought. Like... He said that. He said, "I don't know if you've seen his interview." Um, oh, it's on the soundbites, yeah. Yeah, and he said that he's never experienced Bramall Lane like that. Um, yeah. He literally won't have done, will he? No, no, no. And this is <laughs> again ties back into your opening monologue. <laughs> yeah. uh, is that we haven't for for that long, so he hasn't. Yeah. Because it's all been downhill pretty much since the moment he came in, which I'm not. It's certainly not his fault, but it just coincided with that's where everything started going wrong. And it makes you realise how he's been here a while and how long it's been since we've had a night like that. Yeah, two years, isn't it, since he signed? It was, uh, yeah. 
yeah transfer window in 2020 yeah. um yeah it was it was awesome mate I, I i was so i was just buzzing for him like like i say just sort of realizing his own ability it felt like and yeah please uh please stay fit and stay in this team because that is a serious weapon going forward especially yeah. when you've got gibbs white on the pitch and a finisher like sharp even if he did yeah. he did miss one in this game and, well, that's uh, the thing because because we're keeping clean sheets, and that's going to be put to the test in the next like three games. Obviously, because the tough teams, obviously Blackburn were as well, but the tough teams coming up and the injuries and the fatigue that's going to come into it. But we are generally, you know, well, not even generally, we are keeping like a ridiculous amount of clean sheets. And 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 if you've got players like like a burger, you can play poorly. Which I don't think we were last night. I think it was fairly average performance. But you can play poorly, and he can just have one of his runs, and you, he wins you the game. And Gibbs White's exactly the same. Yeah, and as I said, it's not a, it's not a fluke that we've got all these clean sheets. Like no. we have actually defended like a team that isn't going to concede many goals. And yeah, so yeah, I mean that that almost certainly is going to come to an end in the next couple of games. Like just mm. you know, that's just football. That's what happens. But you know, we we probably only concede like one goal a game like for some of these games you know and and then yeah. that that leaves you in it and I, I guess this is just where I want to sort of finish off this week really is that we're no longer playing catch-up you know it's in terms of the league table it's absolutely in our hands now and teams like Forest and QPR and Borough are gonna have to try and beat us you know draws against them are now good results for us so that yeah. whole dynamic has kind of changed in the last three or four weeks because we've had such an amazing month, basically. Mm, yeah. And uh, I don't think any of us like, expected us to be in the playoffs at all, let alone with 14 games to go. And as you pointed out last night, it's actually in our hands to... If we win our game and we're third, or, you know, if, uh, the two on Huddersfield as well, mm. which is mad. <laughs> you know, if, if we won our game and hand now... We would be, we would go straight into third place. Yeah, and we were seventeenth about two months ago. I know we've gone from, yeah, we've gone from, we've got no chance of making the playoffs to, we've got quite a good chance of finishing third. To be honest, yeah, like, yeah. As you say. People, people look at automatic. I, I think it's way. I don't think that's going to happen. But you know, we're five point five points of automatic promotion. Bournemouth have two games in hand. So we're going to caveat with that, and I don't think we will get automatic. But just to say that is. <laughs> just bizarre to me you know? <laughs> <laughs> it is it really really is um yeah february so we had with seven points from those three home games following the seven from the three tough games the week before mm. almost perfect to be honest like obviously we were frustrated with the whole result but that's that was kind of just one of those games really and yeah, th- this felt like three bonus points based on what actually happened during the game, mm. I thought. Even, you know, we had that great start and lots of players played really well, I thought. But yeah, it feels yeah. like three bonus points and puts us in a, a, a nice position where, as I think you said before, you know, it's not really a problem if we drop a game in a... You this know, is it. Look, I, I, I'm thinking to myself last night, it's disappointing. This, I, I, I remember we were going to lose, you know, especially when the penalty given. Hmm. And I think, but it's not the end of the world. It's going to be tough now to bounce back because Millwall's going to be really tough. But, you know, we are still in it. We are still in... Not just like, oh, we could do it. We are right in there. Look at the bookies, by the way. We're the favourites to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I saw that. I think we are... Uh, in Infogol Avers to the, their forecast, so based on mm. XG and remaining fixtures, is um, that we finished third, yeah. Um, yeah, which is 
pretty exciting, really. And yeah, we just, you know, we just put one over uh, a promotion rival there. Like I say, if we do play him again, I'd, it'll obviously be a, a different game if Brereton Diaz is back. But who knows? Maybe we'll have a, a few more players back and available as well. Yeah. yeah. Now, this is the, I am, I, I will come on to it, but I am genuinely sort of gearing myself up for the Millwall game being arguably the toughest of this entire run, simply because of the games that we've had, the lack of players and how well they're doing as well. Yeah, and and the ten men. I I, I don't I don't want to end this pod on like a a down note, I suppose. But yeah, I, I'm with you. That I, I could almost I could almost forgive a defeat if you like this weekend. Yeah, I hope like... people don't go mad because I think it it. Uh... I'm not writing this off because, as I said, we, we don't all like we're, we're conceding goals and we've got players who can win a game, you know, just like that mm. with a click of a finger. But it's going to be really, really tough for many reasons this week, week this weekend. Yeah, so playing with ten men for half an hour, you know, yeah. we are going to have a. I mean, God knows what uh, what sort of option defence are we on now? I mean, if you if you include O'Connell, we're missing what we're missing O'Connell Bash. Bogle. I guess I guess Norrington Davis is the notional starter at left left yeah, wing. Yeah, passion good. I mean, like I say, I'm, when all the injury news came out about Obaldock and, and uh, Norrington Davis are out, Norrington Davis were the one that were sort of most comfortable about because we know Ben Osborne will be back in a couple of weeks, and we know mm. I don't know about Stevens, but we know they're not season-ending injuries that they've got, or at least with Ben Osborne anyway. The problem is Baldock is now the only right wing back in the entire squad if Basham is out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're hoping for like uh, Sariki to step up from the under 23s, I suppose. Exactly yeah. That, yeah, which which may well have to happen, I suppose, because mm-hmm. still a lot of games left. And yeah, so I'm 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 sort of I don't know, if braced for defeat, or maybe braced is the right word this weekend. Just in terms of like, it's not that bad because we've won all these other games. We've just yeah. banked all these points. We've we've won some tough we games. are going to go on a run where we probably don't win in two or three three games or something like that mm. because the, every other team's done it around us. But we'll still be in it. We'll still be in with a chance. The maximum is we're going to be five or six points off the very worst case scenario yeah. if we lose the next three. Exciting time. Uh, Millwall, as you said, are on a good run. I haven't really had a chance to look into them too much, to be honest. Uh, I feel like our recent record there is quite good, though. We've won won there in the FA Cup and then the promotion season under Wilder. They beat us the year before, didn't they? But I don't know. I, I always I don't know. I don't I don't fear going to Millwall uh, as much as I used to. I think in terms of the uh, <laughs> the football, not the ferocity of the <laughs> the locals. I mean, yeah, fear for yeah, my safety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's less of an issue, I think, if we if we lose this game than obviously it would have been if. Uh, We'd not had such a great February up to this point, so um, yeah, if we're going, to, if we can get a point out of this, that would be very, very nice indeed. Three yeah, would be yeah. unbelievable. You were um, interested, by the way. I looked last night because I don't know if you noticed last night how late all the goals went in for the other promotion mm. rivals, like ninety six, ninety nine. And mm. I, I was looking on a, a Middlesbrough forum on my break today, and uh, it's brilliant because all their fans, like on the on the other Championship game uh, thread. Are all like good results for us, you know. Sheffield out of drop points, Blackburn have drop points, you know. Huddersfield's <laughs> drawing, and then all of a sudden, oh, 
Sheffield United have scored. Still good results, though. Oh, QPR has scored. And then someone just put, what the hell is happening? <laughs> <laughs> you imagine from their view, they've watched all 90 minutes thinking these results are brilliant and they've all just changed. <laughs> it was a 96 minute for Huddersfield, I think it was, wasn't it? Was I think it was 96 for Huddersfield and 94th or something for QPR. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, which, something like that. And when we scored, um, when we, I'm pretty sure when we got the, when we scored against uh, Blackburn, Blackpool had just scored against QPR. Oh, yeah, to equalise. To equalise, and then QPR was scored again, so... God damn it. But, yeah, a, a, a brilliant night at the lane, like, like, just to sum up, I suppose. One of the... Yeah, it's been, it's been a long time since I've felt like that at, um, at a football match, full stop, to be honest. And, yeah, I thought I thought the atmosphere was, you know, really good by our standards, I guess, you know. It's, yeah. it's not been the best atmosphere all season. I thought but... it was really good. Obviously, at the end, were fantastic. The roar, I mean, you can see it back, listen back on the videos and mm. just an incredible roar. But I did think we got behind him and it, it almost, I think it felt like a big game from, from the off, which it was. Mm. But the, the crowd sort of, I think, Everyone's sort of getting behind it now and, and, and believing. And you don't really get many better places than Bramall Lane under the lights. I know I'm biased, but it's, everyone says it. <laughs> well, the next next two home games, and uh, mm. yeah, next two home games, obviously, under lights as well. Yeah. Forest on the Friday and then Borough on the Tuesday. I hope Wilder wears his suit and earrings for Middlesbrough game, by the way. Did you see him? <laughs> earrings? <laughs> He did wear earrings. He had the earphones on, look like earrings. Oh, like. Right. <laughs> it was just sporting well, yeah. like an ear stud or something. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to say about this, like full time scenes or anything else from the? the no, game? I mean, I'll, I'm going to end this call with you and try and catch up on everything that I've missed <laughs> <laughs> today. Because I think behind the blades is out, which I've not seen yet. Mm. Um, and and then I will be getting a view from Millwall actually, because obviously that's come up. Unbelievably quick because yeah. that's that's Saturday, so I'll be trying to get some views from uh, from those lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you, you, we bumped into Traveling Blade. You, you finally yes. met Traveling Blade. He greeted me by saying, "All right, Phil Collins." So, yeah, <laughs> thanks for that, mate. How have yeah, you never I, met him? I, I was astonished to hear that you genuinely yeah, had yeah, not met him. Yeah, 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 great to meet him. Probably didn't make much sense, not because I was drunk, but high on euphoria. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Great yeah, feeling. He's another video I've not watched, actually. I don't think Johnny O'Shaw and viewed there, unfortunately, but I'm going to watch his video as well, actually, when we finish this. Yeah, great uh, a great night, like I said, and, yeah, it feels like good times are, are back with this team at the moment. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All, all credit to the players and the uh, the management, I suppose. For... Can I have one grumble? Yeah, go on. The, the the rocking all over the world thing at the end. It's too slow for how we sing it. Stop playing it. We'll do it ourselves. Yeah, maybe like wait a bit as well. You know. <laughs> yeah, immediately. Like, yeah. Full time. Dun, dun, oh no. <laughs> but it, it, the song is going. It's just it's all over the place. And uh, and as a as an amateur musician, it annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, singing in um, what's the word? Uh, in time, I suppose. It's, not not a forte of Sheffield United it fans, I don't think. But it's the same. That's why they mm. stop it before it actually goes into the, the song because when that we sing it... That is super slow, isn't it? Yeah, it's so slow. And I remember like Wembley, I think it was Crystal Palace, 97. And mm. it, it just sounded appalling. <laughs> they, they played it over the time and no one got the tune right. And yeah, <laughs> sorry, Art Gary. It was, it was, the Palace <laughs> one was on the back of like... Uh... La Bamba or whatever it was that Palace sing, isn't it? Which is like super Oh, upbeat. oh no, it's uh, Glad All Over by Dave Clark Five. Oh, God, yeah, of course it is, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> which is like a really upbeat song, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got a, a nice three minutes of John Denver. But we're all right because we've got Forest coming over. They've got Molokin Tai, haven't they? Which is, is another depressing about? song. So that'll be a battle of the uh, yeah, the morbid songs. Do you know the? Do you know why they do that? Massive Paul McCartney fans all of them. <laughs> I've not absolutely no idea. So no. I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll, someone will tweet us, um, but yeah, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go and find out I'll, myself. So you don't actually have to tweet us, don't we? I do like a, a massive tangent there. So we always do this at the end. But, uh, I do like the origins of chants and things like that. I do like how people got their own, you know their own chants and stuff. And I do like clubs with anthems, hmm. uh, which is why I don't like Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, right. Well, anything. So, what you got to plug, mate? The, the Blackburn view from. Spicer. I think that, yeah, that was going to be a test of character, wasn't it? From there, uh... yeah, they failed it. No, I don't blame <laughs> them because you lose one nil last minute. You, not only have you lost to ten men in a massive game, you've missed a pen. And you scored for like look, five games now. Yeah, and we didn't look like scoring at ten men. It's not as if we sort of it were an even game or anything like that. They were definitely a better team in the second half. So to lose it. I think I'd be as bitter as them. I think yeah. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's probably fair. And that is at roysviewfrom dot com. Obviously, uh, you are Panchero on Twitter. I, I am. am I am at Blades Pod. Um, and I think that's it, mate. Uh, really, uh, really enjoyed watching that one last night. Enjoyed a, a celebratory pint afterwards as well, of yes. course. And, you uh, bought actually, so I had to buy that one back. So <laughs> that's good. You you put it out there into the the public domain. Yeah. So, so if, if anyone sees you buy another pint for me, then uh, they can stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. This is great. <laughs> right, perfect place to finish. Right, mate. Thanks for thanks for wedging this one in on your uh, on your evening. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll see you soon. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Hello again, BladesPod listeners. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And thank you also to NordPass, the leading password manager who kindly support this podcast. NordPass is brought to you by the cybersecurity experts who built NordVPN, another friend of the podcast, of course, who you will have heard earlier, and uh, are used by more than 14 million people worldwide to get added security and speed when using the old internet there. Uh, NordPass is everything I need in a password manager. It keeps all my passwords in one place. It's accessible with just a single master password, means that's the only thing I need to remember, and they can generate ultra-secure new passwords with just a single click. Their autofill feature also helps me log in near instantly to whatever site or account I'm using without having to rack my brains for whatever details I came up with months or years before when I created that account. And NordPass are offering a great deal to BlazePod listeners of this month. You can get 52% off NordPass if you sign up at nordpass.com slash BlazePod or just use the code BlazePod on sign up. That's 52% off a two-year plan plus one month absolutely free. Head to nordpass.com slash BlazePod now and boost your own online security. Thank you once again for listening and downloading BladesPod. We'll be back after the next game.